Welcome to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. We are on a mission to equip people throughout the diocese to be missionary disciples. Hello, welcome back to the Proclaim Columbus podcast. This is part two of our time here with Father Tim Donovan. Welcome back, Father Tim. Thank you. And we have Jacob Doran with us from St. Brendan. Welcome back, Jacob. And we have Brooke Warren and Andrew Zuck. Hello. Hi. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Father Tim, would you start us off with a prayer again, and then we'll jump in after that. Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you for your Son, who you sent to be our Good Shepherd, to know us, to go after us, to bring us back into the fold. Ask, Lord, that you would give us the grace to um, allow him to do that in our own lives so that we could show other people the power and love God has for us, for them, through us. We ask that you would bless uh, this time together today and bless all those leaders who are listening to this. They might be inspired to pattern their ministries off the ministry of the Master through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we are here today on part two, and we're talking to Father Tim about pathways, faith, and family. Life, Catholic ministry. Thank you. (laughs) And when we were ending our last episode, Father Tim, we had you talk about um, kind of your personal revelation of Jesus in the Gospel of John with Peter and the sheep. So can we just kind of get a recap on that real quick? Because it's just beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. So in the end of the Gospel of John, um, and I think all the post-resurrection narratives kind of give us Jesus's pastoral plan for the church. Like, how do you go forward continuing, you know, my experience with people? What are the the essentials here? And and I think especially in that redemption moment with Peter and pulls him aside off of the shore away from the other disciples and has that kind of redemption moment with him. He asks him three times, you know, do you love me, you know, more than these? And I think even in that, sometimes do you love me more than what you've known? You know, and I think for, for ministers, that's an interesting question, like more than the things that you've gotten comfortable with, Peter, like more than fishing, you know, do you love me more than all of that? And then he says in response to those things, as you know, Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. He says, then feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. And we recognized in that, um, just for me, this like clarity that came forth was that like two-thirds of the focus should be on our sheep, on our adults, on our parents, and well, one third of the focus should be on the, the the lambs. And that, in fact, it's sheep that feed lambs, at least for the first part of their lives, and continue to feed them throughout life. So as we know, there are people out there who probably have their college age adults living back in their houses. Right? You're still <laughs> feeding the lambs. It's still happening. Um, there's also a, a saying that we hear frequently that Jesus taught adults and played with children, and we teach children and play with adults. And uh, we just have to watch the master and see what, uh, how he wants to really inform and reform the ways that we do ministry. Thank you. I love that. It's so inspiring just to kind of think of it from that perspective. It just seems like such a fresh, unique way to really look at that gospel and hear those words. So um, so we're going to pull Jacob in now a little bit. So, so Jacob, you kind of came on the scene. You were the first in this diocese to kind of discover the pathway model. And um, so what did that look like? How did you find it? And, and what was the journey? Yeah, well, I came into my position as, well, this is a long title, Director of Youth Evangelization and Catechesis at St. Brendan almost two years ago now. And they had already established somewhat of a family faith formation model. Um, It was in the midst of the pandemic, so 
it was still mostly vision at that point and not a lot of the um, actual practicals were going forward. Actually, they were creating their own boxes at St. Brendan with resources that the director at that point were finding online, packaging them up, having volunteers come in and having wow. parents pick them up at the church. I know a lot a of lot places, of work. Yeah. You know, a lot of places were doing something similar to that, whether it was bags or boxes or books. There's a lot of parent pickup um, of different resources going on during that pandemic at a lot of different parishes. So St. Brendan already had this vision of a family model. And when I came in, um, what we were doing was allowing parents to pick from three different curriculums. And one of those three was the Mercy Box, the Mercy Resource by Pathways, that covers um, all the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So through that year, what I heard and what the feedback I had from the parents was mostly that the books are boring that we're doing and that the kids don't want to do them. And there's a lot of like hangover from um, online schooling, you know, during that time where the parent comes to the kid with a textbook and that's the absolute last thing they want to see and do in their home. Um, but the parents and the families that were using this box that went over the works of mercy, like they were bragging about it basically at our monthly parent sessions at the church. Like, hey, we've got to do all this really cool stuff in this box and the kids are loving it. And I had parents asking me, can we switch from our books to this box? Like, we, we want to do this, this <laughs> fun FOMO stuff. FOMO is real. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so over the course of that year, you know, I, I really I saw the fruit with, with Pathways and with that resource along with the model of family faith formation. So we decided um, to go all in with Pathways and to really to use that catechumenal model and that model of accompaniment with our families you know, that next summer, um, summer of 2022, starting with the visit and then moving into seek and root with our families using the um, sacramental preparation resources. Um, and then we're going to continue to go with them moving forward because we're, we're just seeing fruit with our families and the parents, especially really receiving life um, and receiving the fruit of their of this formation for their families. Yeah, that's incredible. So you're, what, probably like a year and a half or almost two years into kind of using this resource in some sort, in yes. some way. Yeah. And then, and but then this past summer, like 22, going into that, I think it was at August that you ran the SEEK program at your parish? We did. We did a SEEK program, like specifically for some of our school families. So we just had eight families sign up. You know, I sent the invite out there. I'm like, hey, let's try this and do something. Um, and these these eight families like really gelled and shared life together in a way that I hadn't, you know, really never seen apart from like specialized small groups in, in college ministry and things like that. It's like, it's not something I'd ever seen, um, happen in a, like an educational environment. I've, I was a teacher for nine years and that's, you know, getting parents involved was something that was really rare. Um, it was all about how do you teach the kids? How do you form the kids? And if the parents come along somehow or already have some kind of formation, that's a bonus. Yeah. So what does SEEK look like? What's the lived experience of the SEEK portion? SEEK is four um, sessions that really tell the gospel message. And in that we have parent sessions. So a time for parents to be together in small groups and a time for kids. Um, well, at the same time, the kids are split off and they have a, it's like a VBS style experience. Mm -hmm. So they've got video, song, music, hand motions, high energy adults that are with them, carrying them along. They've got little backpacks that they carry. They've got little books with um, coloring pencils and uh, Sour Patch Kids and blindfolds. 
Um, it's just like a lot of fun stuff, you know, for the kids to, to go along with and to relate their experience at these seek sessions um, to the gospel message. And the parents and the kids are learning about the same thing, but at their own kind of age-appropriate level and material. There's a teen component um, as well that we used in our, we do a bi-monthly small group for middle schoolers, and we use that component with our middle school students as well. So from K to 8, plus our parents, everybody heard the gospel message in a very like, concrete way in the first half of our catechetical year at St. Brendan. Wow. That's amazing. And you have the school and then also the parish side. So you're right now on the parish side, but you mm-hmm. were in the school, right? I was. Yeah. So yeah. I taught at St. Brendan in the school for six years. Um, and we are using the sacramental components of Pathways in our school as well. So second grade uses the Mend and Nourish, First Reconciliation, and First Eucharist resources. And our eighth graders use the Zeal Confirmation resource. And that's something that happens at home with those families. Nice. So you've been able to really transition that and and really use it across the board at the parish in some way. Yeah. So at St. Brendan, if you're doing sacramental preparation, you are doing family catechesis. Amazing. That's great. Um, okay. So then kind of back to the parish side of it. So so what have been some of the, some of the highlights? Um, it's like the parent interviews, how did you, because you have a big parish, so mm-hmm. how did you get through all of that yeah. realistically? It's, it's a big parish. We have um, 250 families that mm-hmm. are registered on just the parish side. And over the course of the summer, so the three months of the summer, I had 80 sets of parents come in just to, just to visit. Um, if you listen to the previous episode, you know what some of those questions are that you go over, but really it was just you know 30 minutes of, of sharing life. Some of the conversations were quick and went for about 10 minutes, and it was kind of like, Yes, no answers, and then it was over. Um, other times, you know, I had a one conversation that was 45 minutes long that was very, you know, is really deep about all the struggles that were going on in that family, and I was able to, you know, just be there as a, um, for this dad who was, whose family life is really struggling, you know, so I was able to listen to everything that was going on and everything that he said, and he was so thankful at the end of that just to have to be able to talk to me and explain his family situation. Um, you know, and because they have a unique family situation, like I'm very understanding with what they're able and not able to do um, with our faith formation program through the year. So it's almost like you can customize based on the need of the family, yeah. how to prepare them. Yeah. And yeah. like as someone with an educator background, I want to be able to like individualize um, everything for these families yeah. so that they're receiving what's right for them. I love that. Um, and, you know, Brooke, you have an educational background. So, I mean, you probably have some thoughts on all of this as well. Yeah, yeah. I love how you said when you were talking um, to that dad that you just listened. You didn't. I think some people, when they approach the church, they think, like, they're going to try to fix it and be like, go talk to Jesus and pray. And I don't want to do that, you know? Like, but we're just here to listen and, like, walk with you through this and. We're not going to try to throw a Jesus sticker at you and be like, look, have fun. So, but yeah, and I love the idea also of getting it into um, the school and for those sacramental years, because my son currently is um, in second grade, so he's going through first communion prep um, at his school. And I feel like we aren't at home getting anything. Mm-hmm. Now we're already very strong in our faith and stuff, but like, I'm like, I want more. I, I want you to send stuff to me. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know what he's learning. I want to, 
learn this too so that I can talk to him more about it and, and kind of walk with him. And, and I think that's important to get it both not just in, you know, parish um, youth or parish catechesis, but also in the schools. That's, I think that's, that's great. I think I hear Brooke saying she needs you to send her some sample boxes, yes. Father Tim. Um, <laughs> no problem, Brooke. I got you. But yeah, I love that it can be kind of the, I love that it can be used in the school, you know, and that, um, because they still have their daily religion classes in school, right? This doesn't take the place of any of that curriculum. Yeah, it's it's um, something that the families do at home in addition to their five days of religion class in the school. Yes, yes. yeah. So it, it, it complements what's already happening. Yes, That's, exactly. Yeah. So then my important. son can't come home and tell me that I don't actually know anything. Right. And that his teacher said <laughs> oh, yeah. this. And, and ideally, when they get to the, you know, this lesson in the class on something that they've went over in the box, you know, the kids will say, hey, we did, we did something like this at home or the vice versa, right? Um, they go home, they say, oh, we already talked about this in class. Like, I'm, they're able to draw a connection between um, their family life at home and what they're learning in the school. And that's what you want anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, it looks like Andrew has something important to say. <laughs> Jacob and I are sharing microphones, so I tried to steal his, but then he needed to talk again. No, I wanted to say, too, just as a father who has kids that are just coming up through the school system, uh, I, I need to steal back the materials because Liz lent me two boxes and then my wife works at our parish and the DRE was like, wait, I need to see those. And so she gave them to the DRE, uh, who's very excited about pathways, by the way, and uh, <clears throat> wants to implement it. Um, I even, um, you know, want to be involved with my kids' education. I remember one of our parent-teacher conferences, uh, our kindergarten teacher is actually pretty like on fire for the faith. And she says one of the struggles that she sees is, um, even just like basic stories, basic things that uh, kind of like Father, you were saying earlier that we think everybody is just knows or is teaching this kids like kind of like like when we grow up, it's like Noah's Ark, like everybody was learning about it, but some kids don't know about that story. And um, she was just saying how uh, there's been just a shift from you have to just expect that the kids really don't know anything because it's not coming from the home, and we want to give people the benefit of the doubt because, you know, we are in the Catholic school system and they're still sending their kids to the Catholic schools. So there's, there's a want and a desire for them to want their kids to know this stuff. Uh, but then to be included in that, I think is just a beautiful thing, especially as I get to know other parents and uh, get involved with my kids sports and just want to talk to people in the stands. And then we can even have these conversations. I can see, uh, you know, since we're all having a shared experience as parents as well. So that makes me excited that my, my parish is looking to implement this as well. Yeah. And Jacob, can you speak to that a little bit? What has been the parent reaction this so far for you? So what I see, um, we do a monthly parent, parent session at church. And that's, um, there's at church resources that Pathways publishes that helps with that. You know, they've got a full script that you can read, you can adapt as a director, um, so I'm very thankful for that because I was writing, previously I was writing parent sessions every single month plus grade level sessions every single month. So that was, it was a lot um, to try to plan these monthly sessions. But um, back to the parents, what I see with them is we have lots of time for discussion in an hour, 15 minute session. And I have to cut off the discussion every single time. We could easily go for two hours if I were to let the parents really talk out, you know, everything that's going on at home, you know, what's there. And the questions are anything from, you know, what was a positive and 
um, maybe a negative experience from your family session or family meeting at home because not all family meetings go well. I had to shut down at least one when I did the first communion box with my family. Um, and some of them go really well and you get these like deep insights from your kids and the parents, you know, they're sharing that and they're proud of those moments or they're looking for a little help because they're saying, Oh, this, this didn't go, this didn't go so well, but they're also, and I think a lot of them are talking about their own spiritual life with other adults for the first time in a long time. Um, and so they're actually talking about kind of their own ideas, um, how they how they see God, how they relate to God, what their prayer life is like, how they can bring um, some spiritual practices more into their family. They're talking about these things with other adults, and you know, like I said, they don't they're not stopping. They just keep they just keep talking, and it's it's beautiful to see. They're they're engaged with each, with each other so much so that at one of our last parent sessions, um, there was a mom who brought cookies. For her table, <laughs> yes, she brought snickerdoodles for her. The other parents at her table and shared it with them. So there's like there's real community going on where they're they're thinking and they're intentional um, about the other parents that they're spending time with and sharing life with at these parent sessions. Yeah, that's kind of I feel like the bonus of all of this, right? It's like it's like Father Tim. This resource is meant to really, really actually get to the parents, right? And then and the parents, you know, teach the kids, but then it also creates intentional community at a parish, which is, is just something that we're really encouraging all of our parishes to do. Like, how do we create intentional community? How do we grow as disciples? How do we become disciples in the first place? You know? Um, and I think that's, what's really exciting about this model. Yeah. My ministry model, if you could say is to get people into relationship with other people who have a relationship with Jesus, and then they're going to have a relationship with him very soon. And that's, the way that's always happened, that is what discipleship is. <laughs> when Jesus sent them two by two, that's what they were doing. They were witnessing to others about this guy named Jesus that they had an intimate relationship with and that they wanted them to know about too. And it's never changed. We've just made it way more complicated than mm -hmm. it needs to be sometimes. And we've assumed that it's just about kind of getting people to know things about God um, and really what our faith is always about is, is bringing them into a relationship with him through his body, which is the church and which is this community of believers who, who, who we call it like is, is a link in the great chain of believers that keeps us connected to Christ. The catechism says that line. It's a great one. Um, and so I think that for us, the, um, the key even bringing them back to like the sacramental experience of the church is not just to start there and be like, are you going to mass every Sunday? Right. But, but connecting them back through a charismatic experience is creedal catechesis. So when they are connected with a community, now their small group leader or, you know, companion can say to them like, Hey, come sit with me at mass. Like come sit with my crazy kids and they're all going to make noise together and it's going to be fine. They can look at me and not you, that type of stuff. And it's just that, you know, there is now a human connection back to this, um, this relationship with, with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. That's ministry. Mm -hmm. So simple. Beautiful. Love it. So if somebody wants to, you know, um, wants to bring pathways to their parish, what's a good way for them to do that? So pathways is probably very different from what they might be doing at this time. And so what we recommend to do is a couple things. We recommend to do kind of a little pilot, maybe in the spring, 
buy a couple of the boxes, get into some of the at church support materials um, to do that with a few families. Uh, the, the best thing to do is to get then those families who hopefully have a positive experience of it and then to share with the parents that following year to kind of cast the vision. Many times people aren't trusting our church leaders because they don't think that we're actually in tune with what they need and or know them. And so, but if you can get another parent who has kids in similar age and they're saying like, hey, this was really valuable for us, then they're all of a sudden going to be like, oh no, what is that? I want, I want to try that too, if it's valuable to you. It brings peace to your home. Yeah, let me try that piece. And then we also have a, an, an open house, we call it, where you can get a few of our resources. There's a lot of prints on um, our Pathways Leader Guide on our website, and you can just uh, basically have an open house one Sunday after Mass, potentially. Um, and that's also a great way to kind of maybe get some leaders who might see in this process, you know, not 26 weeks every Tuesday at 4 o'clock, but could be maybe they could help once a month with something like that, or they could sit with people or maybe help in the different components. So that's all there um, and resources that can help you to really kind of start that. Uh, I also recently finished a book called uh, Mission Field. Um, and basically this book is written for parish leaders and their pastors to have a conversation about transitioning their faith formation structure from a classroom-centered model to one that is more family catechumenal in process. And so you can get that book on our website. Is it a PDF or print version? And to, to wrestle through all those, those uh, chapters with each other and to have those conversations now, we found that the parishes that are the most successful in this model are the ones that have the uh, directors and the pastors are on the same page. If either of one of them are not on the same page, it's almost always certainly disastrous. Um, and so we all, that's a big, big part of what we try to do is get them on the same page. And we're always open to having conversations with people too, but there is a ton of content on our website to get you started. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really, um, everyone, we just appreciate you being with us today and kind of hearing about this great resource. And we're excited. Um, we have... I don't know, is it 10 parishes throughout our diocese, I think, that are using pathways in, in one form or another and kind of, you know, we're kind of watching that grow. Um, and so just excited to offer this resource to our parishes. So thank you so much, Father Tim and Jacob and Brooke and Andrew. Until next time, go and proclaim the gospel. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Proclaim Columbus podcast. And until next time, go and proclaim God's glory.